You're listening to the Kings Cast podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Kings cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a one week break. Last week, there was no episode. Uh, we took a little bit of a break because we knew that there was a lot of stuff coming out. And the previous week, we dropped a couple different episodes. So we did one with Casey Yost from the Bench Mob. That was great. Check that out. And we did the defensive Buddy Healed. So two big episodes in one week. Um, you know, Orion, our, our October was our most listened to uh, month to date. So that was fun. Um, and, and like I said, there's a bunch coming up from free agency to the draft to the new league year trades all the exciting stuff that we've been waiting for is about to drop if you're looking for our past episodes you can find our entire catalog streaming uh, wherever you find your podcasts uh, bringing in my coast today ryan what's good hey what's going on it's uh been a eventful week um you know i i know it's been probably almost two weeks right since we did our last pod um uh, you know, it's partially my fault. I've been busy, but I'm excited to be back here and talk today. Um, I got into some discussions with people on social media this week about the Kings. So that was cool to see some other people's perspectives. And, you know, I'm ready just to really talk about some soft takes today. So uh, let's get into it. Eric, actually, real quick, talk about the, the trade that just went down. Because this is me and you are hashtag trade the pick. So please talk about that. Okay, well, the, it's I guess so. We're recording this Sunday morning, so we're before football, before anything's really gotten down. And uh, they just announced that Dennis Schroeder is getting traded to the Lakers for a first round pick. So is that that's the one you want you want to talk yes. about? Yes, yes, because okay, right, let's talk about this real quick. I posted it to um, the Facebook group, and somebody said that they wouldn't trade the twelfth pick for Dennis Schroeder. And that's kind of, that's kind of, that's, it's an interesting, you know, if, if, if the Lakers can pull off a pick like that or pull off a player like that for the 28th pick, I, I think Sacramento, me and you have big, big, you know, big fans of trade the pick Sacramento can get something. Obviously it's showing they can get something valuable for that 12th pick, man. Okay, yeah, I was just wondering. I'm like, why are we? Why? why I was wondering where no. you're going and why? Why you brought this up? So, no, I wouldn't trade the 12th pick for Dennis Schroeder either. Are you trying to say no. that they would? No, 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 no. But just the the value that's out there in trading some picks, you know, for teams. Obviously, OKC's trying to drop some. They're trying to clear salary cap with this. That's that's the only explanation. It's either that or the Lakers have like some inside sources, insiders uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder that are making trades like this go down. But it does show that people, you know, there is value in the trade picks. And there is value in teams trying to shed uh, 
shed players' contracts during the draft that we can get some value back. Well, I think what it was is that, you know, teams make moves based on where they're at and the direction that they want to go. So if you look at the, if you look at OKC, they're a team that they're, they don't want to take on money. They want to be cap flexible. They want to have the most young assets as possible. And the Lakers are in a position where they're just trying to get better in a, in a young pick doesn't really do anything for them. So um, I think we can get into it more today, but Ryan, Ryan and I have been uh, pounding the table f- because we are, I w- you want to say that we're leaders of hashtag trade to pick? Yeah, we started like to, that. We started hashtag trade to pick, and I like to think that we're the leaders on this. I've been, we've been saying this shit since the mid season, right? Um, and why is that, Ryan? Why do we say that? Well, because honestly, you got a bunch of kids coming out in the draft nowadays that are 18 years old. Uh, you know, their bodies aren't ready. Uh, they're not going to come in and make any type of impact. Typically, not always, but most of the time, young guys like that aren't going to make any type of impact. And honestly, Sacramento hasn't drafted well in the last, I don't since they came to Sacramento ever. So I just don't really trust the front office to go out there and pick somebody, especially at number 12. I think we can get some value back uh, for that number 12 pick and pair somebody alongside Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox and moving forward in the future, you know, set ourselves up uh, for a, a better situation, you know, because real quick, I, I let me throw this in there. I've all, you know, you know, trading the pick, it would, you know, I would want us to throw in a contract. Like you just said, Oklahoma city wants to stay flexible. You know, that would be a way for us to shed a Harrison Barnes contract to shed a Corey Joseph contract. So there's, there's multiple parts to that question, but those are the main points. We did a whole episode around our, our most, recent episode was it was titled hashtag trade the pick so um if you want to kind of know at length why we are such advocates for that um i think a lot of it stemmed from that like i said you make moves and you make acquisitions and all these different things based on where you're at and where you want to go right and uh it's been one of the things that have divided the king's fan base media you know we'll call it king's land in the last month right there's there's a group of people who who don't who want to rebuild because they they think that there's no chance to to win anything this year and then there's a group of people who just want to get better and make a playoff push um i think the responsible people in that and that's where we fall in the latter part of that right so we fall in the we want to get better and try to make a playoff push See, the responsible people in that group, like us, <laughs> all right, what we're, we're not saying is mortgage everything for it. What we're saying is make a small move to get better more immediately, right? So one thing we talked about on that last episode was uh, there's a real benefit to putting one foot forward year over year, right? It doesn't mean they need to swing for the fences and go, like, try to make a, a big run. It just means... There's a we can't be worse than we were last year, right? But there's this. It's kind of on my list today, Ryan. There's this uh, losers mentality amongst the fan base. All right. So the losers mentality is from the. It, you can see it in the takes that they give, and then their opinions as far as what the Kings want to do. And a lot of people, they're cool with with being crappy. Again, you know, I saw a thing someone posted this week. Carmichael Dave, right? Which, whatever, dude. KHK sucks. I'm just going to say it right now. That's a whole Terrible. other thing. I just Terrible. went on we'll that this week. That. Yeah, don't, don't go on it. sucks. Don't go. 
But anyway, so so Carmichael Dave posted a thing, and it was like the Kings aren't going to win next year, no matter what, blah blah blah. And it's like, damn, just how a fucking negative and honestly not real a not realistic take, right? That's not it's realistic. Not. Like, it's it's bothersome, man. And so, um, we were talking about this the other day, right? Remember we were we were t- putting because we saw that and we've been hearing this opinion, and we're like. I don't know the bottom tier like what are some of the teams right why are why are the let's talk about okay so so you got memphis you got you got memphis new orleans phoenix uh minnesota uh who am i missing oh the pelicans okay so that's and then us that's the bottom six of the west right that's okay us let me do that again sacramento new orleans memphis minnesota who am i missing who did i just say portland yeah, okay, Portland. Who am I missing, though? I, I had one else in. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about this bottom tier real quick, all right? So you have New Orleans, okay, who, all right, they're going to bring Brandon Inger back. He's a restricted free agent, all right? You're going to lose Derek Favors. They're trying to move Drew Holiday. Um, you know, I would be surprised if J.J. Reddick came back there, okay? So that team's kind of iffy. Memphis, Sacramento Outplayed Memphis last year. What is what's so great about Memphis? Okay, they got they have John Morant, they have Jaron Jackson. All right, Justice Winslow. Justice they got, Winslow. They got they got guys. They got, it's, they got young. It's not a knock on their team. I mean, Darren Fox is. I think Darren Fox is better than John Morant. But me whatever, too. Dude. Me too. But people are automatically putting John Morant into that superstar, you know, um, yeah. category. Okay, so let's talk about Portland. All right, Portland, another year older. All right. I, shitty I, cap situation too. No, cap no assets. No assets, and I don't think. Um, I I I don't know if they're going to run it back with CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. All right. So what other teams are? Oh, here we go. Minnesota. All right. Cool. You have D'Angelo Russell. You have Car Anthony Towns. Missed the playoffs again. Okay. I would say Sacramento's probably in a better situation than they are as well. So there's a lot of teams that people are just giving the Spurs them. too. The Spurs. Okay, the Spurs, the Spurs finished finished one game ahead of the Kings last year too. So that's another team. The Spurs as well. Okay, probably not going to have Demar Derozan. I'd be surprised if Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be there. Okay, so two of your your two best players. Why are people just giving these teams the benefit of the doubt? It's that loser's mentality, son. That loser mentality. There's another team on here, Ryan. That was mid a mid. T- they were one, two, three, four, five. OKC. OKC was a playoff team last year. They just traded Schroeder. They're, They're trying probably going to trade gonna Chris, trade Paul. Chris Paul. They're losing like Danilo Gallinari. Why is that team? Why is that team so, better than the Kings? So, so people, so people sit back, sit back and look at it. What you know? Stop giving teams the benefit of the doubt. Sacramento, Sacramento is going to have Buddy Hill. They're going to have Darren Fox. They're going to have Marvin Bagley healthy. Okay. Harrison Barnes. There's Sacramento has talent. And if healthy, if they don't lose Darren Fox again for 30 something games and you don't lose Marvin Bagley for the season, you're going to be just fine. I think adding a piece can put you into that playoff mix. Now that's why we've been so, you know, fans of, and the starters of hashtag trade the pick because Sacramento is not as far as people are thinking. They just think of that recency bias of the last eight bubble games and how they went and took a shit. Okay. And people are thinking that's how the team really is. And I don't really think so. Would you, you know, I would say this, don't, would you agree that for the most of last year, the Kings were a broken team? I mean, they brought in two 
free agents that were and a third guy in Corey Joseph who I don't think is that great, right? So they bring in Deadman, worthless, bum, gone. Ariza, gone. Bagley gets hurt immediately. Fox gets hurt immediately, right? Like, then they play the first half of the year crappy, right? And then they actually turn things around when they actually kind of get healthy and actually trade some picks and actually get some depth. And it wasn't even that great of depth either. It's like Baysmore and Alex Lennon. I mean, cool guys who I like, and I could see being here for a short term and I support them, but it's like, it's not like anything game breaking in the second half of the year, they were decent and they still fired their GM. So it's, it's like, there's so many pieces here and flexibility here to where, uh, why not try to just kind of recalibrate and put this together and improve your team. So, uh, one of the ones I wanted to bring up, Ryan, was was uh, you know Leo Leo from uh, Cowbell Kingdom, right? He put a whole thing and he called he called Holmes um, elite an elite defender. Oh, Remember gosh. that? That was a couple yes. weeks ago. That was so that like, was a little while ago. Yes, it's another example. And, it's, and the reason I bring this up is that Ryan and I think that there are some people that played heavy minutes last year that if they were put further down on the bench, it would be a lot better. So I've commented to a couple people about this. Um, Holmes, we think can be, should be on the bench. And we think that Bielisa should never be starting and he should be a specialist off the bench. Um, you know, it's just kind of players like that, that we're getting heavy minutes. I mean, dude, Leo puts out, Oh, uh, this is the thing too, Ryan. It's this perception of where the Kings are at. And it's weird. It's weird. Cause on one hand you have people that overvalue certain players and think that they're really good. And then on the other hand, um, you think that they're not that good to, to make the playoffs. Isn't that weird? You know, you got two, the, two people talking on both sides of their mouth here. And this is where, like, you know, like, dude, Rashawn Holmes, uh, you know, I, elite defender, Ryan, he was the 156th second rated defender, the 85th rated defensive forward in the league, the 11th best defender on the Kings, and was number 40 in total blocks. And this is according to NBA.com's defensive advanced statistics, dude. And so, just, so can, can I chime in real quick? Because I'm going to try to – I don't even know what he probably countered to that, but I guarantee you his counter was, you know, well, what he does doesn't show up on the stats. <laughs> that, I, that's that I guarantee you that's probably what it was. I don't even know. I this, this was your thing. It, it was probably what he does. Doesn't show up on the stats. Probably talked a little bit about a, his pick and roll defense, maybe, you know, but stats don't lie. That's, you know, a lot of my takes that I've been, that I've been getting into with people over the last week, people need to throw out facts, throw out stats, stop dealing with the motion. Okay. I've never heard Leo talk about Rashawn Holmes being an elite defender until he had him on his podcast. Okay. So, so don't just have a guy on your podcast and all of a sudden start calling him an elite defender. Okay. You've never said anything about Rashawn Holmes about being elite defender and being this great until he was on your podcast. Okay. So again, recency bias stuff, dude, let's all be real. Let's all have real takes and let's stats back up our takes. So to close off our last one, though, it's like simply, it's simply, and we've done episodes, Ryan. I just like to reiterate things over and over so people know our, our takes, right? And, and really, we want to try to improve in the short term. And the reason you brought up Dennis Schroeder is an example of how you can utilize a pick to get a six-man-of-the-year candidate type player, right? And that was the 28th pick in the draft. Like you're telling me the 12th pick and Harrison Barnes and our 12th pick and Buddy Hield or the 12th pick combined with Bogdanovich couldn't get somebody better or just maybe even just do something that doesn't include the pick that, that improves the starting lineup. Like we've said, like maybe Miles Turner or maybe somebody else like that, that pushes guys who were in the rotation deep last year or 
or in the starting rotation deeper into the lineup and just adds depth to the team. That's all we're saying, man. But you say that right now about the recency bias about everything. And it's kind of one of the big topics I wanted to bring up. And it's the, uh, it's, it's the soft takes dude. And it's, it's the emotionalism that goes into the opinions and you know, how you can any people love to just comment one thing. Right, and they think, ah, see, I said my point, man. I heard that. I heard that on KHTK, man. Uh, Right, and you're like, okay, bro, but what about this? And then once you do that, they fold, man. And then, and then all of a sudden, because you question their opinion, right? You're 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 being a dick. Yeah, you're being disrespectful. That happened to me the other day. You you know, isn't that? And I think a lot of it. It's like we've talked about a ton. I don't think I don't think you Kings fans watch a lot of basketball. I don't think that you watch the NBA. I don't. I think that you listen to KHTK. I think you read a couple of Twitter feeds from some Homer people, and I think you're like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's true. That's true, right? I agree. And then you say it, but then once you challenge it, but there's no substance behind the take. So, you know, don't get this confused, right? Ryan is like, just because we disagree, it doesn't mean it's it's a soft take. Like if you can defend your position with like some facts and some substance, I could say, I agree. Let's see how it plays out. I just, dis- I disagree with your point, but I agree that you, you know, you, you're making a, making a call here. Do you, do you ever see anybody ever make good counters? Have you gotten into There's, an argument yeah, yeah, yeah. where somebody was, made a good counter? I gave him a shout out on our last pod, dude, that Vincent Brewer guy from bench mob. Okay. I don't agree with half the shit that guy says, honestly, I don't, but at least he has a little bit of statistical fact to back himself up. Okay. There is a few people out there that I, that I see, you know, like Casey, we, you know, we don't agree with everything KCO says, but Casey will bring the heat and have some, have some uh, statistical backups like that. Um, So that's what people, you know, I, I, I seem to get into it more with people. Like you said, there's no substance to their arguments. Okay. People, we got to stop the soft take of, well, he's got intangibles. He's got the intangibles. I can't stand that. Sacramento is not good enough to worry about intangibles, guys. We need talent here. All right. That's like the, it drives me nuts, dude. I'm talking about Buddy Heald online right now. And it's like, guys, guys, Buddy Heald's talented. Okay. Stop comparing him to Kyle Korver. Okay. Stop comparing him to other intangible locker room guys. Okay. Oh no, you did not just, yeah, you dude. did not just come on the podcast God. and say locker room guy again, bro. God, so, I hate that. That's one of the biggest. Tri- that's one of the biggest. You can call it triggers to get me pissed off. If if you if if I'm at a Kings game and like we're walking, I'm just picturing me carrying a beer, some nachos, and some guy leans over and say, "Hey man, I really like that Corey Joseph. He's a real oh. locker room guy." I will fucking trip you. I will trip you and spill your nachos. I don't even care. I hate that take. <laughs> you remember? Remember a couple weeks ago, dude? We're like, I said, "Hey man, hey, slap hands doesn't win games, dude." No. You know, you know what people love is remember a couple years ago. What did they call them? The Liddy Committee or some shit the like Liddy, that? The Liddy Committee. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Can you remember that? It was so. Yeah. Uh, and they oh, do their. So they great. do their. They do their little dance in the corner. I love it. Like I love Lon it. Shumper and you know Bogdanovich and whoever else was over there doing their little dance. The Liddy Committee. You know. Yeah. But that's, you know, people just you know when you suck, okay? When your team sucks for so long, like Sacramento has. People have to grab onto something. And the only thing that there is to grab onto with Sacramento is, hey, well, we got some locker room guys, you know, 
the the culture's great in Sacramento when in reality the culture's not great because free agents don't want to come here. They come here and what did Rudy Gay say? It's a basketball hole. What, what, hell, the, basketball hell, hell. Basketball hell. All right, but hey, we got a lot of good locker room guys, though. That's all that matters. People, I think that there is this, I don't know. It's just, it, like I said, people just aren't as educated. It's what it comes down to. And there's a thing, I, I, I've seen this a lot lately, is that, you know, there's a thing you used to talk about it early on on Kings Cast. And I sh- I, before I forget, Ryan, hey, it's been one year. Since we've been doing Kings Cast, man. So, you know, shout out to us, dude. One year on Kings Cast. <laughs> but early on on Kings Cast, you used to talk about self-awareness. So it's something that you and I believe, like when as a team, uh, as a player, as, as a team, like you need to know where you're at and where you can go. And as a player, you need to understand your skill sets, right? What your strengths, weaknesses, et cetera. Um, you know, and I think for for fans, you need you guys need to do the same. Okay. And that's why you have to come out with such soft takes. It's if you don't know what you're talking about, you know, maybe, maybe just recognize that you don't know what you're talking about. So for me, for me, Ryan, you'll never catch me trying to argue play calling. That's why we and you are so like, we're not going to call out play design like some other people out there, right? Because we know who knows better me, you, or an NBA coaching staff. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Right. So there's certain takes like don't give a take if you don't know what you're talking about. And I think as we get into we we get in some of these uh, comment battles with people, people kind of get exposed because it's like that one guy the other day, dude, you know, forget that. Let's talk about that guy. What did he say? I'm a coach, bro. I'm a coach. So so little little background to to this. Um, I forget the guy's name. But anyways, it was we were talking about Jason Williams. Okay. And KC had posted something about what was the exact post, Eric? Was it was Jason? like it was Ron, Rajon Rondo was better than. Oh, okay, Rondo over Jason Williams. And my stance on that wasn't even, you know, obviously I think Rondo obviously was a better player, like you know, but he was talking about Sacramento era. But I don't even know if I actually even said that. Oh, Rondo, one hundred percent. I don't even know if I said that. My whole thing was. You know, people really in Sacramento have this thing about Jason Williams that he was just so great. When reality, Jason Williams' stats were more comparable to Bano Udre's than they were to Mike Bibby. All right, he 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 fell more on the side of Bano Udre. But people love that culture and they love the greatest show on court. And it was when you know it was the start of Sacramento's only great era. Okay, so anyways, I talked about that and and. You know, you talk about bad takes. The guy literally tells me I would take intangibles, okay, Jason Williams pumping the crowd up over a guy with talent. And he was referring to Rashawn Rondo because I had said Rondo led the league in assists, blah, blah, blah. But that's what we're talking about right there. He said, I'm a coach, and I would rather take intangibles over talent. And his intangibles that he was talking about was pumping up the crowd, all right? He had told me why I was at the games. Arco was – Arco was so loud back then. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, Arco's always been knowing to be loud. In 2013, this was a Jeopardy question. They played it the other day. In 2013, Arco broke the decibel records. All right? 10 years after, 13 years after Jason Williams even left, and they sucked then. So it was just, that's the design of the stadium. It was a loud place. Um, So that's what we're talking about, soft takes right there, dude. I'm a coach. I would take the intangibles. Sacramento has sucked again. Sacramento has been so bad for so long that the fans are just gravitating towards intangible guys and uh, 
you know, locker room guys. Again, it drives me nuts, people. Throw some statistical facts out there. I will talk facts with you all day long, but do not give me a soft take about intangibles because honestly, you don't know what intangibles are. I don't even know what the intangibles are. Okay? I'm not in the locker room every day. I'm not driving on those planes with those guys. I don't know what's happening behind scenes. All right. So give me some statistical facts or don't have a take at all. Yep. Damn. Well said, man. Well said. That's, that's what it is. I think that's what the, if, if anything, this is kind of like the biggest topic I wanted to address today because it has been, it's these, it's these, it's these people just chiming in, you know? So, um, man, if you disagree, keep coming, you know, we're like, we're all for people disagreeing with us. Keep coming. Let's just come out with something. I would love to hear, I'd love to hear good counters. You know, that's the big thing is, you know, so the things Ryan and I, this, this, this off season have really been about, we want buggy to be gone. We don't want to pay him. So we'd rather get an asset back. Uh, we'd, we would like to see them try to improve and put homes on the bench. We'd like to see, we believe that Bagley's going to be really strong this year. We believe that De'Aaron Fox is so good that he can actually elevate the team. That's a whole nother thing, right? Is that players can actually elevate your team and get better year over year. Uh, right. Dummies. So th- those are things that Ryan and I have been strong about. And, and honestly, I can't find a counter. So until then, we're just going to keep being, you can call us assholes or disrespectful or whatever if we want to challenge it. It's not a personal thing. It's just I generally, I generally want to know, and I haven't found anything. You get it to convince me otherwise, right? And I'm not going to just – I'm not just going to be like, well, they're going to suck next year because, honestly, I can't take it anymore, man. The team sucks. They've been sucking forever. They can't – I just can't take it anymore. And it'll be the same people, Ryan. That the Kings do happen to be, you know, they put Buddy back in. They have Fox, Bagley. They mm-hmm. do the moves we're talking about, you know, that they'll be the first ones cheering. They'll be the first oh. ones in there slapping hands. Yeah, just wait. Just wait because, you know, if, if Darren Fox is healthy and Marvin Bagley's healthy, healthy that's only going to improve and help Buddy heal. All right. You know, like Buddy was, like I said earlier, Buddy's out there running around with, you know, a lot of backups and he's forced to do a lot of stuff that he's not, that he's not uh, you know, capable of doing. You know, so when these guys are healthy and Buddy's back to his old self and he, he bumps up his three-point percentage a whole percent and a half like he, like he did the season before, everything's going to be great again, man. And people are going to see and people are going to be cheering and they're going to forget that Buddy Heald was such a quote-unquote complainer, All right? So, Ryan, the uh, draft's coming up this weekend and you and I have not really talked much draft because we don't really – it's one, like I just said, we're not going to say – we have our opinions. We watch I, – I know you and I both go through on YouTube, and I've watched all the prospects. I've read the reports. I kind of have a, a good understanding of what the prospects are. I, I have an opinion. We, we pay attention to that stuff. We're, that's not who we are. We're not going to come on here and give draft analysis. Draft – oh, he can come – because it's – you know what it is? No one knows what the fuck they're talking about, dude. I can sit here – remember Hashim beat Number two pick in the draft. Poo-poo. Kaka, dude, tons of guys. I mean, I can go for days, dude. Tons of guys were top 10 and just – if they come in, they could do this. Just uh, – what's his name from from uh, from uh, Kansas? Went to the Suns a couple years ago. Justin he Jackson. Was, Josh Jackson. Or, yeah, Josh Jackson. Sorry. Josh Justin Jackson is a 6'9 wing, and he can come in here, and he's got length, and oh, that's all you hear. That's all you hear. People just choking on that crap. So, it, honestly, it doesn't really mean anything. Yes, because all that is is – potential and it's great and so i wanted to bring this up around because personally i don't if i had to bet like we're in vegas right now we're throwing cash down on what the kings are going to do with the pick i don't think they're going to trade the pick i don't think they are um i love for them to do it but i don't think they are 
And I think the reason is I think they're going to be really conservative. I don't think that the new GM wants to be that aggressive. The fact that they have to extend De'Aaron Fox this year and Bagley coming up, that their cap situation is kind of funky. I think that they're going to err on the side of drafting a player of need and then um, just kind of trying to figure out their cap situation and be cap flexible. I think they're going to value that. That's a conservative move. Now, we've listed out for weeks and months why we think we disagree, so I don't need to do that now. But um, I wanted to give us the opportunity here not not to hedge our bets, but you know I, I know you feel the same way, so I'll speak for you. You tell me. If the Kings end up keeping the pick and drafting a player, it that's not we're not going to be angry, right? That's we're not that's not that's not like it's okay. Like there's still I, it wasn't the right move, but it doesn't mean that like we're not going to support a player. Don't think that in time that player could be decent, right? Exactly, hundred percent. That's why you know that's not a. Yes, we were we are going to support it. It's not what we want to happen, but if it happens, then you know we'll, we will we'll have different takes then that's the, that's what you do though. Right. Like we're allowed to, you know, if, if they don't do what we say, okay, so let's talk and let's move forward and let's try to, you know, establish a take from, from our current situation moving forward. Yes. I will. I, 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 you said you won't be mad. I'll probably be a little upset at first just because I think it would have been a big missed op- opportunity, but what are you going to do? Well, I think I, I wanted to bring this up because we've just have been so adamant about trade to pick and we've listed out all the reasons on why they should and what it'll do and how bringing a young guy in here is not going to be doing this, this, and that. There is the high bust rate. There is the low impact rate, immediate impact rate. Um, you know, I didn't want to list players, but like there, there are guys that, that are there that I would be kind of, are kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Um, so there, there is some, I don't think they're going to trade up, right? You don't think the Kings could trade up? Um, no, I don't think they trade up. No, I was reading a thing this week that they were, that their picks was being in trade talks. So I don't know if that meant the one thing I would be mad about is if they trade back, (laughs) I would be really mad if they trade back. Cause that's, I hate when I hate when you trade back from the teens like that. Yeah. Um, Uh, dude, right. Hey dude, right now. So some guy is, uh, it replied to one of my posts um, and this goes, I'm, I'm bringing this in the podcast because this goes to what we were talking about earlier. A uh, guy, guy talks about, uh, you know, this guy referenced earlier about how he was on the side of, you know, Buddy was a six man from the start. And I said, okay, I've heard that take. I disagree. But like, uh, you know, what, what, what are the King, Kings going to do a shooting guard then? Right. And you wonder, you ready for a soft take? Okay. He says, I'll take Levine over healed all day. Well, no fucking shit, dude. So would I. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Hey, dude. I would love to be a millionaire, bro. I wish I were six six four and just shredded. Um, you know, I wish I had. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had a lot of things, man. I would much prefer to not have my back hurt. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I'd much prefer to be. You know, I, I, all these stupid things, man. I, it's you know, no shit, dude. <laughs> uh, duh. It's yeah, such a at, dumb take. At at the moment, I'm having the Kyle Korver Buddy Hill take. I don't know if you guys want to hear this. Sorry, you know, King's Cast usually isn't like this. We're usually pretty on point, but today we just, you know, there's a lot going on. We wanted to get this stuff off, this soft, soft take stuff. So, okay, I told this guy, you know, Kyle Korver, you can't compare him to Buddy Heald. You know, Buddy Heald, that three-pointed to – anyways, this is what this guy says. He goes – Look at his three-point shot attempts. Look at his field goal percentage. Add another 103-point shots at that percentage, 
and average jump another two or three points. He's talking about Kyle Korver. Well, if he would have, if he would have took more shots, then he would have got more points. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. What, dude? Is that a, is that like a fifth grade, uh, you know, state yes. standard yes. reading problem, dude? <laughs> okay, so what the hell? This uh, this always guy's got it. And he says, uh, Buddy averaged nineteen last year. He meant at the. Um, at a three-point increase, Kyle Korver would have averaged 17 off the bench as well, and it's more than just points. All you see is points, okay? He would have averaged 17 off the bench if he would have got the shots. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't, okay? He didn't (laughs) for a reason. He didn't, all right? Like, there's a reason why Kyle Korver didn't get those shots. All right, if you want to really want to go back, Allen Iverson was on those teams, and I guarantee you that all those shots Kyle Korver took were wide, fucking open three-pointers 76ers weren't asking Kyle Korver to dribble the ball and create his own shot he was sitting in the corner Allen Iverson was doing his thing and dishing it out okay so this is what we're talking about right here with these with these takes well he would have if he would have got the shots he would have no he probably wouldn't have and he didn't get the shots for a reason that's why I hate the per 36 stat that people like to drop. Oh, God. I hate, I hate the per 30. You know what the per 36 stat? Hey, Ryan, you know, so um, I was always, you know, I, for my size and everything, I'm not, I wasn't slow when I was young. I'm not slow. You just, I'm not too slow, right? But, uh, you know, if I'm running, if I'm running mm, 40 yards, you know, not, not terrible. I can move for 40 yards. But then you add another 40 and another 40, another 40, another 40 until we get to the mile. Well, guess who's not so fucking fast anymore, right? Yeah, and that's yeah, why it's, it's, the it's, pace don't keep up. Yeah, so that that's what I think about the per thirty six stat is like, it, it, yeah. Well, that's not how it works though, <laughs> right? It's you got to do it for the whole run, dude. You can't do it for just like a it, little bit. It's just like this guy saying right now too. Well, if he would have got the the other three three pointers a game, he would have averaged this. How do you know? Okay, now he's give, you're giving him three more three pointers a game. Now he's more tired because he probably had to run and come off screens and get open. Okay. Now he's in the game longer, so he had to play a little bit of defense now, all right? He had to be affecting the teams in other ways besides hitting three-pointers, all right? So for people, this is what I'm talking about right here, soft takes. You're just literally using math, okay? You're, you're using this math. Well, he shot six times, and oh, he made 50%, so that's three threes. So if you add another four, he's going to add two threes. Okay, so now he's shooting five threes a game that he's making. That's not how it works, people, all right? There's other factors to the game. That's a soft-ass take. Man, it's 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 like some like the all time like in the NFL like passer rating, you know, like the all time passer ratings and shit like that. It's like you have yeah. to have a minimum of certain attempts and things like that. It's, exactly. It's the reason you know, but Bogdanovich his stat line wasn't really different from the starting lineup to the bench, even though he had more minutes, more shots, more creation, because that's not how it works, dude. It, it went in, up. You, it went up what half a point. Yeah, it's not how it works, you know? man. Um, you know, it. Yeah, just a lot of. Weird taste. I don't know, man. Fun, fun to come in here today and talk about a bunch of different things. I know we we're in multiple different directions, but as we're looking ahead, dude, we're. What do you think? We want to come on. We want to come on after the draft or the day after the draft, prob- maybe. Well, we're probably going to come on Wednesday, correct? It's Sunday right now. Sunday right. drafts the- Wednesday, so maybe we can come on Wednesday evening after the draft. Yeah, so today's Sunday the 15th. That would be 16th, 17th, 18th after the draft, and then I know free agency starts on Sunday again, a week from today, correct? Yeah, so maybe let's get in. Let's ooh, it's gonna be a fun week, dude. And you know what? I still have the trivia episode, bro. So we may we need to hit up KC, hit up a couple of different people. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll bring on one of these dork dorks from the from the freaking groups or something. Dork, I think dork, they know don't everything. Say dork dorks, man. Don't say <laughs> all right, guys. 
we, we, we're really not trying to get on you guys. We just nah. want people to have, you know, better arguments, you know, like we're just trying to have some, you know, open your guys eyes to some awareness out there and, and just try to help, you know, we want, we want knowledgeable fans that we can talk stuff with, uh, you know, so like statistical facts, guys, that that's stuff that you can't argue with facts. Don't lie. You know, like they say, stats don't lie. Uh, but this opinion based intangibles locker room guy stuff, um, that stuff, you know, play structure, that's stuff that none of us can talk about. All right. Cause if we did, if we could talk about that, we would probably be in the front office for the Kings right now. All right. Yeah. So, and, and I would say this, Ryan, we, we, were, we don't want to be mean. I was just joking, but, yeah. but if you are, if you are uh, we're a locker room guy, you're a dork, dork, dude, get the fuck out of here. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> that's my one time I get to say that. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. Um, if you ever just want to interact, you can just tag us or hit us up. Um, if you ever want anything read on the show, just, just, you know, throw a take. If it's solid, like I said, we're happy to put different thoughts out there and talk about it. And we're happy to interact. Um, uh, we're mostly on Twitter. You can find me at Kings cast, Eric Ryan at Kings cast, Ryan. Uh, we are in the Sacramento Kings face Sacramento Kings bench mob, Facebook group, among others. So if you're posting, we're probably going to see it. Um, and for everything Kings cast, you can stay up to date by checking uh, us out on Instagram, Twitter, wherever, at Kingscast. And like I said at the beginning of the show, you can find our entire catalog stream wherever you find your podcast. So, so with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.